0: Support for this podcast comes from Goodman. Goodman Manufacturing Company LP produces a complete line of refreshingly affordable air conditioning and heating equipment. All Goodman brand products are designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. For more information, visit goodmanmfg.com.
1: welcome to the successful contractor powered by success group international a show for residential contractors about residential contractors we chronicle business journeys share insights and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry i'm your host bob Houchin. hello there SGI family and other contractor friends i'm so thankful you're here as a reminder all episodes of the successful contractor show are available on youtube as well as your podcast player of choice Also, if you're a non-member interested in learning more about SGI and how we can help your business grow both in the top and bottom line while also becoming a part of the contracting industry's largest network of contractors, we're having Profit Day seminars in Winston-Salem, Colorado Springs, Dallas, Huntsville, Gainesville, and Norfolk. Give us a call at 866-299-8505 to attend to learn about all we can offer you. Uh, also, SGI members in those markets, if you'd like to come and share with everyone your experiences with the group, give, us, give your coach a call. We'd greatly appreciate your help. Today's show is a great discussion I had with Chris Travis, owner of Travis Electrical Service, along with his service manager, Reagan Thomas. Uh, Travis Electrical Service is located in Clarksville, Tennessee, about an hour to the northwest of Nashville. Uh, as you'll hear, Chris started the company originally as a side hustle. He was a firefighter looking for a way to make a few extra bucks on his day off. Uh, by 2010, the side hustle turned into a full-fledged business and Chris made it his primary vocation. Now, at that time, Travis Electrical Service was only doing kind of commercial and industrial work until Chris got tired of turning away all those residential calls. Uh, fast forward to 2015, he joined SGI to find a residential model that, that made sense, that made him that profit he was looking for. Uh, fast forward a little further to around 2017, he hired Reagan after she was recommended to him by John Polizzi fellow SGI member, friend of the show, you've heard him on here from Home Service Heroes. Um, Over the last several years with Chris and Reagan and their fantastic team, Travis Electrical Services Residential Division has just skyrocketed. Um, I should add their commercial industrial side of the business is also growing aggressively too. Uh, But the service division finished 2021 at 1.56 million with around a 60% gross margin and a 16.7 net profit. So great, great year. Um, and, and Chris and Reagan passionately believe this is just the beginning of their success. They have ambitious growth goals, and I'm, I'm convinced they're going to do it. They're two great people um, that are just really sharp operators. So I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. Uh, Chris and Reagan are full of insight. I think you're going to really going to enjoy it. And, and, and this, this wasn't an easy road by any means. They had plenty of bumps, um, as you'll hear. So without further ado, here's Chris Travis and Reagan Thomas of Travis Electrical Service in Clarksville, Tennessee. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. Chris and Reagan, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Very excited to have you. Uh, lots of great recommend- recommendations to have you on. So uh, for those that haven't had the pleasure of meeting, could you please share with everyone uh, your names, uh, company name and where you guys are located?
2: Um, Reagan Thomas and we're with Travis Electrical Service.
1: And I'm Chris Travis and uh, we're in Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarkville, Tennessee. I'll admit, you know, I, I thought you guys were Eastern Tennessee until I was doing some background. You guys, what's like 45 minutes from Nashville?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: just about. Best yeah, best of both worlds. So you can visit when you want and get away from the hustle and bustle that town's
2: become. Mm, so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I can't believe it. Uh, that's funny. I, as a St. Louis, and there's a lot of people that go down there a, a lot for fun. And it's it's crazy how much it's changed over the last 10 years.
2: Yeah, um it's
1: Well, anyway, I'm excited to talk to you guys about some business today, and and we're talking for a very good reason. 2021 has been, it sounds like a banner year for you guys. Kind of share with everyone, uh, as much as you're comfortable with numbers and and where you are today, and maybe in comparison to where you were last year.
2: (laughs) So we kind of laughed because uh, last year was an absolute rebuild year for us. And at a certain point, I sat down and said, okay, You know, we always have our goals, and at a certain point, we had to say, okay, we need to adjust and pivot our goals, and we had to say, we just need to break even. Um, We, you know, we can get into it later if you want, but we had to rebuild. Um, Right now, we are at, um, through the end of November, we're at 1.43 million, and we're shooting for 1.56 by the end of the year.
1: Very good, and yeah, so uh I mean that's great, and the, the margins are exceptional. you didn't know how much you want to share with that, but I know they're well, very so, very good,
2: yeah, and so one of the things you know our gross margin kind of leans a little bit um like in the like the sixty percent range, and thing mm-hmm. I know that you know Sonia's is always saying raise your price raise your price, so we're <laughs> we're, we're getting there, and we're finding um, easier means of of doing that more efficiently and quickly um, sure. so yeah, yeah. we the sixty percent range, and our net right now is sixteen point seven percent.
1: That's excellent. That's great. That's that's very much something to be proud of. So good for you guys. Um, before we get into your personal stories and and the, learn the journey of, of the business, let's talk about your team a little bit. Um, let's see what what you know who's helped you you have that kind of great year. Uh, let's go ahead and start in the office. Who uh, you know what's what's the personnel look like just for for people that want to know what uh, you know what a successful company looks like in terms of structure. So. What do you have sure.
2: inside? Do you want to talk a little bit because we kind of have a, a unique setup um, okay. with a couple of different divisions yeah. so it might be Yeah.
3: Fun. just to kind of set that set that so that you can understand because we we do have we've got a pretty heavy office staff but
1: uh-huh. so
3: we operate in in kind of two divisions. Obviously uh Reagan is the service manager. She is the she's more than a service manager. That's that's uh, uh she is ultimately responsible for everything on the service side. She mm-hmm. it's Division. Um, my background was commercial and industrial work. Okay. Uh, that's, that's how we actually started the company back in in uh, '07. Mm-hmm. I was doing commercial work, um, and uh, we actually didn't didn't even add uh, didn't start doing residential service work until 2015. Oh so, wow! Okay. So we we do operate in those two big divisions. Um, okay. So, but as far as that goes. You know, to- total company-wide, we're right at just over 40 people in the company. Um, okay. So we have a um, couple of project managers, a, a project coordinator, um, bookkeeper that we we share. But so, you know, that's that's kind of my side of things. And I'll let Reagan kind of tell what her setup is as far as who she's got in the office. Yeah.
2: So in our office, we have myself and then we have what's called the impression hub. So um, I like that well you know i can't take too much i can't take any credit from it really we started with um, instead of having a we changed the ccr to impression specialist thanks to john polizzi um with home service heroes he kind of when i was there he he championed that title for that person and then so we carried it over here um so we have an impression specialist kaylee and she deals all of the incoming calls she also does all our happy checks and all of our club member promotions for monthly promos she calls and follows up with that and then yeah Jen is our uh, Travis experience coordinator and we came up with that title because Mm she the impression hub um, and she is just a rock star at um, customer experience and team experience so she's in charge of making sure that we celebrate our team members with our um, enrichment specialists which is Chris's daughter, who's amazing and makes awesome cookies and awesome desserts for our team on their work anniversaries and birthdays. She makes cool. like their favorite thing. And then she, um, Jen, follows up on all the gold dust. And um, oh. I mean, she she literally she runs the impression, which would be like the call center.
1: Okay, very good, very good. And so, uh, how about the field team? What is uh, what's the field teams look like on the on the residential side?
2: so i have a lead tech and um, kind of our journey you know i needed to put a lead guy in there because i'm not an electrician um i can go and i can sell and i know enough to sell jobs and do what i need to do in certain cases but i have a lead um and then i have four other service Uh wow. we just brought on our fourth um helper apprentice level. So like Tennessee is different. We don't have like an apprenticeship, like deal like a lot of the other states do.
3: Our licensing requirements are pretty lax in Tennessee. um, Everyone here just works under my license. Right, 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 right. Well, that
1: makes it a little easier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If if you can find the right people, let's not not make ourselves, it's not easy. So, So,
2: And a lot of our guys are, or have been licensed in other states. It's just, you know. Mm -hmm. So we've got five techs, four helpers. Okay. We have a sixth tech coming on in January.
1: Excellent. All right. Good stuff. That that helps set the stage. So I appreciate that. Um, all right. So uh, as I, as, you know, as you guys know, you listen to the show. I always, uh, before digging into the business more, I love learning people's backgrounds. I think so much can be learned from that. So Chris, let's let's start with you because you started the business. So let's see. You started in, let's see, how many years ago? What, 14 years ago. You said 2007. Yep, okay, so what, now what, what, call, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, we'll be celebrating our 15th anniversary next year. Excellent, well, congratulations on that. So Thanks. so what, uh, how, how, well, first of all, let's see, before we start in, with the business and how that started, how, how did you get into the trade? Let's Let's start there. Like
3: most electricians, Bob, I was born into it. <laughs> I don't know sure anybody. I don't know other than you know than uh, the family business if, if anybody ever really actually chooses the trade. No, I'm just, <laughs> but, so, uh, i So I do have an interesting story because I, I didn't. Uh, I had I didn't have any intentions of being in this business. Uh-huh. Um, my I, my dad is and was an electrician. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, my grandfather, my 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 mom's dad was also an industrial electrician. So I say in third generation, it's, it wasn't exactly lineal like that. But sure. so I, I grew up in it. I grew up doing it, you know, when I was in as long, as soon as I turned old enough to to work a set of tools, I, I was out in the field with my dad in the summers and anytime I wasn't in school. So sure. um, kind of worked, you know, doing doing that all through college and, and my, anytime I was out of school. So yeah. um. I realized pretty quickly that 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 I didn't want to be out there breaking my back every <laughs> every day and I thought I'm gonna go a different route. I was actually I was the first one in my family to go to college. Oh, nice. I actually went to school, believe it or not, as a music major. Um, I was really, I thought I, thought I was going to be a band director. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh,
2: and uh, so <laughs> it's I'm on a Nashville
3: like, influence.
2: I'm only laughing because I thought this whole time, I thought he was a drum major. And so I pictured picture oh, no. out doing the whole, like in and yeah, yeah. I realized it wasn't
3: that. No headband or, okay, yeah.
2: That was a
3: percussion major, not a drum major. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we uh, so I went to school there to do that. And I uh, actually get, started my student teaching, and I realized pretty quickly that I had made a huge life mistake. <laughs> and that I did I was not going to do well with a with a lot of middle school kids, but anyway yeah. it was it was so I had to make a, a career change. So interestingly enough, I had started uh, me and a couple of my buddies in, during college had kind of gotten into the fire service. we 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 were doing volunteer firefighting uh, for one of the local fire departments. And I really fell in love with that, and so I said I'm just going to see if I can get get on to the fire department. I was about to I was about to graduate. I uh, went and interviewed and and did all the testing requirements. I actually was was a firefighter. I did that for right at 13 years, okay. and started wow. this company as a side job. You know, you you probably know firefighters. They had a pretty oh, all yeah. right. So we worked 24 hours and we were all 48. Sure. Well you know I, I wasn't content just to sit around and, and do nothing on those days off so i actually started this company as a, as a side hustle
1: i'll be darn. that's funny yeah I, I have three generations of firefighters in my family i know that that business pretty well so so yeah, yeah so it just started with growing and growing just organically yeah so i was
3: i was working uh working hard um uh, too hard i was I would, I would be gone for 24 hours and i would get off and go straight to the to the uh electrical business and I'd work, you know, yeah. 14 hours there. And then I would do that again. And, and in, uh, in 2010, we, we were growing and growing and growing. I'd, I'd put some, put some other people in place, you know, over that time. Yeah. And 2010, I, I realized I can't do this anymore. I was, I was literally killing myself. Yeah. And, uh, my son, Jake was, uh, he was nine at the time that it dawned yeah. on me. I have missed a third of his life I missed you know you're a firefighter you're you missed the birthday you miss the Christmases and you you know so anyway uh, I said it's it's time so it's it's time to launch and so we launched uh, I left the fire department in 2010 and uh, the uh, God has blessed our company uh, exponentially uh, yeah. before and since we we've uh, the first year I left we we doubled our our sales the next year wow. we doubled and the next year we doubled it you and know, it's just been phenomenal. So
1: that's great. That's it's, a, it's a
3: long winding road and, and I always tell, you know, especially young people that are, you know, I'm like, you you don't have to know what you're doing honestly. And I'm yeah. telling a the long story of, Hey, this is um it, it's a path. It's not a straight line.
1: Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's interesting. So even through the recession, the business kept growing and, and everything. And yeah, I, I was, I was just,
3: crazy enough to start a business in the middle of the, in, in the <laughs> beginning of the recession. So yeah, in 07, uh, it, it, we grew, we we grew in 08 and 09. And wow. you know, okay. thankfully at that time also, I, I wasn't necessarily, I, I I had the the fire department, right? So I wasn't sure. necessarily depending on it to heat, but right. uh, we grew, we, our, our area has always been prone. Yeah. and And, yeah we talked that there's there's a little bit of a bubble we feel like on kind of this middle Tennessee area we have Fort Campbell which is basically you know is Clarksville half of Fort Campbell Kentucky actually or not more than half sits in Tennessee Mm -hmm. so they're our neighbors and and you know it's we've just always had a great uh, presence here and, and been a little bit immune to some of the downturns. Okay. That's interesting. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Reagan, let's, let's
1: bring you into this. Um, I see, I thought you were a licensed electrician. So you are not an electrician.
2: I'm a licensed ultimate tech Academy graduate.
1: Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, um, I wanted to get a better understanding of, um, to speak to certain things, especially like leading the techs. Like I needed to, yeah, to build some of that with them so i went to ultimate tech which i would recommend you to go to
1: yeah
2: Um, and um and i learned what i needed to learn and showed that i could do that and that i grasp it it's just my focus needs to be elsewhere and i really like i mean i really love it doing it it's a lot of fun but just not where where my focus needs to be but um,
3: right well well, let's back up Oh well, what's she, that Chris? A great job figuring out the technical side of things and she's she's been really good about digging into the code book and she she probably knows the codes as well as as a lot of our techs do and she's she has definitely definitely come a long way. Excellent. Very good.
1: All right, well so so let's talk how did you get into the the, the home services industry and the electrical industry? When did that not, you know when did that start?
2: So my background has always been um like operations and um my passion is just connecting people and mm-hmm. connect well-run operations with people and then letting it just be like a profitable awesome thing that's like
1: yeah
2: ideal. I love it um, and so in different areas I, um, I did that my most recent prior to going in I was a membership director with the Tampa Metro YMCA which deals a lot with operations a lot with customer engagement a lot with developing processes and teams um, you know the best way i can describe it is like you're kind of like a cruise ship director you you have to have yeah. you have to have everything running smoothly in order to keep your passengers happy and your pass. you yeah. have to so it's just a really really great experience so um and and you know it also involves that community engagement too so it's working with the ymca was really good um it taught me a lot it taught me those things it also taught me that i wanted to also jump into the for-profit world um, okay so that kind of came to, uh, you know, the folks, um, Manny and John, um, Pelizzi and Kim, John's wife. Um, always been really close with them. I grew up at their house pretty much. Uh, they're like second family to me. And they had gone to an expo. So it was when the, you know, 2017, 2016, uh, when recruiting was a big topic. Yeah. And um, I remember I was actually on a camping trip with John's sister. And they had just gotten back and she's like, hey, Reagan, John and Kim want to talk to you about something. So I was like, "Okay." So I met with them and um, they wanted to bring someone on that could help with uh, recruiting and processes and help kind of put some of the SGI. Obviously, they've been following SGI, but put some things in place. So um, it was a great exit for me um, and entry from the Y and entry into the world and i just fell in love with it i fell in love yeah. with uh, the trades i fell in love with sgi and the first expo i went to seeing just how efficient things were um and how there was a process for things i was like I'm, i loved it so started with them helping them do some um uh, recruiting and then it kind of moved into helping them in a, a service manager role and also trying to find them another service manager john wanted a um, John wanted a, a service manager that was an electrician for his crew, and so I, you know, helped him find that person. And then, um, and then, and then we got an opportunity to move back to Nashville. So I went to school in Nashville. Okay. And um, an opportunity came up to move back to Nashville um, for my wife's job, and couldn't really pass that up. So I yeah. begrudgingly left electric today. I was not happy about it. <laughs> Wasn't happy at all, I absolutely loved them. And, um, you know, leaving home and coming back and told Sonya, hey, I want to stick with SGI. And is there anybody around? And she said, well, funny enough, there's a company in Clarksville, so.
1: I'll be darned, okay. So Chris, you had joined before before you guys had connected. Okay, so let's talk I, about yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. so how, how did you decide to join ESI or
3: SGI? So in, I told you we started doing service work in 2015. Yeah. Uh, what happened was the story is that I would, uh, the, my office manager at the time was, you know, answering the phones and we had just decided, I had told her, look, we're, we don't do a residential service work. If it if calls come in, let's just send them to one of the local guys. Uh, who's, you know, I, I knew him to be a, a decent contractor. And I thought, so we'll just send them that way. Yeah. And so one day, I heard her take about three of those calls, and I said, "How often does that happen?" And she said, "I don't know, maybe ten or twelve times a week." Oh, wow. I said, "We're getting ten or twelve calls a week, and we're sending them to our not not competitors really at the time." Yeah. Because yeah, we, I said, "Okay, well, it's time for us to change that." So we're we're you know we're gonna we're gonna start doing it. So I actually went and hired um, that company's lead tech. And <laughs> It happens, and, yeah. And he started, and he started doing a. Uh, uh, we we he was to start the service division, okay. and so, um, it was you know we he he was busy, but we weren't making any money. I you know at yeah. the time I wasn't paying much attention to it, and and sure, what it, it was what it was. Well, the time went by the next couple of years, and I realized okay, if we're gonna do this, we need to do it right, and we need to yeah. we need that we're gonna be profitable, and and so. I had actually gotten a, gotten one of the postcards in the mail for a profit day, and, and um I said, you know what, I'm going to this, and so I, I went the first day and uh, met Patrick, and uh, I don't remember if he was with me the first day, but if not, he we went Brandon went back with me the second day, and I said, okay, look, I'm going all in on this. You're, you know, you can get in or you can get out, but I'm going all in. And he's like, oh, yeah. no, you know, whatever. So. He came along with me, um, and uh, things were a little bit bumpy, I guess, a little rocky. They just it, he wasn't he wasn't completely bought into the model. Sure. And so I was at uh, Expo in New Orleans, uh, which may have been my first Expo. I'm trying to remember. I, I think it was my first Expo. I just happened to sit at the table with the Polizzi's. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and, and so uh, you it's circumstance or chance or god's providence is probably what i would probably attribute it to so um we were talking and i said look i've got this guy he's a tech i've tried to make him a manager he's just not a manager he's a fantastic tech and i said i've got to find a service manager i, I realized it that at expo that weekend yeah they looked at each other and kind of <laughs> like okay so they basically gave Reagan my number and we, we talked the first time I was sitting at the airport waiting on a flight to get home and, and she oh, and I wow. phoned that night and met just within a couple of days of me getting back from Expo. And so wow. it off perfectly. And, and uh, she has been an absolute godsend. I mean, it's it's just been, it's been know, three years that she's been here now and she's she's doing some amazing things. So that's great. I'd be remiss not to not to give a shout out to to the Palizies, um, and uh, you know, sorry, but you can't have her back. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great. Well, they're they're wonderful people. Um, I
2: <laughs> know them very
1: well. So that's a neat story. I didn't realize all that. So that's that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right. So so Reagan, you you come in uh, three years ago, and you guys uh, you get together and you, you where where did you start? So obviously you know you'd been through. EP or you knew you knew the model. So what, yeah. where, what, what changes needed to happen in the business that you identified kind of early on?
2: Um, I think first I had to set like expectations. So start measuring the KPIs. So what are our calls being run like? Um, how are we documenting it? So I think they had just started with service line. So how are we documenting calls? How are we following up with things? Yeah. Really just implementing the SGI model when it comes to how we answer phones, how we run our calls, how we follow up with them, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it too had to do with, they're really, you know, setting structures in place. And so we really have started and and SGI has been helpful to put those processes in place. Um, Wow, company culture um, has been a big focus for us. Um, Mm -hmm. Really one of the hardest parts was, trying to expand. So when you have, um, the tech was, like he said, he was a great tech, but he wasn't in it. And I think, you know, me kind of displacing him didn't really set well. We had to kind of, you know, so um, he, you know, I tried to grow, but when he was kind of there as the look to for other techs, it it just didn't sit well. So we had to remove a bad apple and he kind of removed it for us, he kind of removed it for Mm -hmm. us because he went and started his own company and um yeah so so that started, was
1: last year okay then that or was that, uh, at the end of
3: 2019,
2: 2019 is when, okay. when so prior to that we had him we had another tech that we thought were rock stars i mean they generated revenue yeah but the culture piece was missing and he yeah. and i you know have come to say you know we're going to hire based on character and we'll teach the rest so yeah. uh we didn't necessarily start out with that we hired based on presentation and ability technical yeah um, let me,
1: so. let me inter, interrupt you real quick you said the culture piece was missing what what about those individuals would you say the what you know what 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 were they missing was it
2: they were, not, or they
1: were not they were not bought in and caring i mean what what do you think
2: a mixture of that some of all of that um yeah. our team I'll say this our team now is highly focused on everyone succeeding. So there's no egos. We don't hi- like, I'm very clear in interviews, we don't have egos, we don't have people butting heads, we don't have drama. Mm-hmm. Every tech supports the other techs and they help each other out. We know some days we're gonna win, some days we might lose. Overall, now we win um, and we celebrate those wins. I think
1: mm-hmm.
2: we wanna hire people that have a servant heart and ideally a servant leadership heart because we wanna grow, yeah. Yeah. so. That's what they were missing. They were in it for themselves.
3: Let me say this. um, Before SGI, um, culture was not important to me. I was, I I grew up, you know, in the, in the trades and the commercial trades, especially, you know, where it's, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough culture. And um, I, I've always had a lot of, I felt, integrity and a way that we wanted to do business. Sure. But I didn't focus on the quality of the people that were actually hiring. If yeah. you could if you could run conduit and pull wire and I felt like you were a good electrician, I was probably gonna put you to work because we needed the, the people. Sure. So when I joined SGI, it was it literally was a, a game changer for me uh, professionally and personally. Um, I started realizing if i'm going to be the company that we want to be whether it's doing the residential service work or doing commercial it doesn't matter what we're doing we have to hire the right people that are going to that are going to be uh, the the cultural fit that we want and so yeah. um that that has been probably one of the biggest eye openers for me you know joining sgi is just like and i now that we have we're absolutely bought in on that on the residential service side but then even on even on the commercial and industrial we uh, that's that's we in every interview we're we're telling them we're hiring for character. I can it's not that I don't care about your experience, but I'm far more interested in your character.
1: Right, right. So, so that that change happened in uh, 2019. It sounds like you really started realizing yeah. how much how much value there is in culture and in how that drives the you know the foundation of the business.
2: Right. So being consistent with that, um, doing the things that they always you know the SGI trainings like. If you don't make it part of your culture and you don't make it like this is what we do, then, you know, it's viewed as very cheesy or very like, you know, oh, I'm going to sit here and do this. <laughs> but because we were adamant about doing that, now it's just part of it and we do it and we're expected to participate and we're expected to actually go along with it. with it. So um, it's crucial that you hire people that get that. Yeah. Um, 2019. We had our two techs lead within three weeks of each other, right. and I had just hired on who is now my lead tech, and he has stepped up in ways that's been amazing. He's a great great leader um, for the guys, and yeah. and it's and it's been great. Twenty twenty, yeah. we build and implement that. Like I had to put him in that leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, with me not having the technical experience, like I needed to learn that text needed to have someone that was a designated person to look to Yeah. for that technical. And so we put that in place and it's been easier and easier to bring people on by sticking to what we know works. It's so much easier for me to sell who we are to new, new texts coming on. Yeah. Like it's almost like they can't believe it's too good to be true.
1: Yeah, so you you kind of, you know, glanced over it, but I, I think it's a big part of the story, as you mentioned before. I hit report on this that you had those two techs leave, you started their own business, and you were left without anyone, mm-hmm. right? For how long did that? Did you were you
3: without a technician? Then?
2: <laughs> I had one tech that had just come on.
3: Okay. And then we had we had some apprentice an, an apprentice level guy who was it was a sort of a we felt like we could get him to be a tech pretty quick, and he he was able yeah. to take some light calls and you know do some stuff but it was right definitely a um it was a scary time when mm-hmm. they when they were gone um and but we just sat down and, and worked through it and talked about it and said look we're going to look back on this and it's probably going to be the best thing that's ever happened to us yeah, yeah. and here we are you know a year or, or two years later and it's absolutely the best thing that ever happened
2: and he would yeah. always there's no way clarksville can support a service company with more than two trucks there's no way and here we are <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, he just didn't he didn't share our vision and uh you know yeah. it's okay some people don't some people can't see that and you know yeah we we're gonna we're we have intentions and plans to grow far beyond what we have now and, and we sure. here.
1: that's great that's great so you guys didn't you, you you avoided the classical mistake of just hiring the first warm body it sounds like that came mm-hmm. across i mean we hear that all the time I, you know every especially when Two people quit, and that's the bulk yeah. of your business. You, know, you just get somebody to put in a truck. You you realize from previous experiences we can't do that, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. The headaches that it will cause later. Um, no.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, one and and I know every company operates differently, and and I know a lot of a lot of the RSGI companies are, are have gotten out of the commercial world, and and, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and every, everybody's different, but. Um, We have a big enough business on that side that we were able to absorb, and like we we were okay, right? We we were sure. So that that was helpful, you know, to to that. And you know, I uh, I told Reagan not not long ago. I said, Hey, you keep you keep driving these numbers, and you may be uh, you may be my safety net on the (laughs) commercial side. That's funny. That's funny. That's
2: funny. We, and that's something that we're fortunate to have um in 2020 that's where things got really scary obviously sure. with um, but it did get scary because we were you know because we had we knew we could fall back on the commercial side you know we we were able to keep our team and we were able to keep growing and you know by the end the service side had broke even two percent net profit but we yeah. had supported, supported ourselves you know through that. But yeah. having a, the support of our whole team was was crucial. So
3: right. I point out though that we did we did exceed our goals <laughs> because we I, we sat down and we just said hey let's break even the, yeah let's just try to break even and
1: yeah
3: we made a two percent margin <laughs> hey hey
1: better than negative
3: fifteen I've heard all
1: sorts of stuff you know
2: got some lunch money
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: that's great that's funny. No, and here you—I mean, obviously, here you are in 2021. You guys, the margins are exceptional. Revenues—is this is this the most you guys have ever done on the residential
3: side? Is this, you know,
1: anticipate 1.56?
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's great. Well,
1: good. Yeah, point.
3: this was the, this is this is the first year we've broken a million. So we didn't just oh, break, wow. barely break a million. We went, you know, our our revenues were running 800,000-ish for the last two or three years, and so yeah. Yeah, we're basically double doubling it this year. That's awesome.
2: Oh, I thought you were gonna say something, Reagan. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a big part of that too, is like, you know, you have to implement the processes in as much as you can, when you can. So like, obviously not everything's gonna be implemented immediately, but we've been slowly layering the SGI model um, yeah. and making sure that we have the right people on. And, and a big change for us was when I had the the right team in place and then my expectations, okay, three options on every call, like right. that's a danger. And when we started really focusing on that, when I you know, had text and would been really focused on that, um, it makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. when they, they get it and putting your numbers up, that was a big game changer too, because I had to deal with stupid egos prior sure. uh, babies. You know? But now um, when we have our numbers up, they write it in green, they write it in red, if they hit it or not. And yeah. we, we talk about collectively as a team, how did we do? And it makes a big difference. They pay attention to the numbers and That's
1: it right, bright red or green. So they care That's about great. it. Well, that, there's a lot to, to follow up there, but before I do, I wanna just take a step back before I forget, you, we, you obviously have added people, right? We're talking about not hiring the right people. We were we were talking about that. So when you interview people now, cause I'm sure you're doing it all the time cause you're growing and there's never enough people, right? So what, what things do you look for? Well, first of all, what's your hiring process? If you can give me like a 10 second snapshot of how many interviews and such, and then when you interview people, what are you looking for? Like, I mean, you said a servant's heart, right? You mentioned that earlier, but are there any other, you know, clues or, or things you're looking for that go, that person is going to be successful, uh residential electrician or CCR or whatever, and they're going to fit this culture?
2: Wow. What are we looking for is easier to answer than how we've been doing it. So we look for, can they do... Do they have critical thinking skills? Do they answer something above and beyond and give examples of how they've done it instead of just answering the question? Okay. It's present nicely. Like if we're, if it's a face-to-face interview um, smell, like there's that, then also does it seem like they care about people or are they in it just for themselves? Are they asking questions about us? How our team operates, things like that.
3: Sure, okay. As far as the process goes, I'll, I'll. with what we've i'll say this the last probably two to three months we have spent an inordinate inordinate amount of time reporting uh we don't have anybody on staff that does that yet okay uh, smaller you yeah. know i have been have been uh working really hard at that uh, we've had a lot of success recently uh with with indeed and using their their video interview process that's all kind okay. of um we've been doing that and and doing a a quick 15 minute video interview or phone call. And we've, we've actually been successful at hiring several people that are out of state and, and, and across the country uh, here in the last yeah. couple of months.
2: That's a good point, our process, another yeah. very integral part of our process is um, we bring them here and before we hire, we have them do a ride along with our team. So we yeah. invite them to our weekly team meeting, uh, usually it's a Wednesday, if it doesn't work for a Wednesday then that's fine, but our weekly team meeting, and then they ride with one of our team members because that's my way of putting my cards on the table and say, look, everything I've told you is true. Talk to my team without me around, see what they say about how we operate, about our culture, about their pay, and 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 then we'll talk about it. So usually by that time, I had buy-in from my team members too on if this person's a good fit for us.
3: And and along with that, you know, some of these, and this may be a useful nugget for some, some of these are, um, out of state and across the country, people that we've been able to hire, we. Yeah. After we did an interview or two with them and had a really good feeling about what their uh, what their cultural fit would be, if, if we yeah. felt like we were a good fit, we actually invested in them and mm-hmm. flew them to Clarksville, put them in a hotel, went to dinner with their families. You know, we oh, wow. went into them, and that that's yeah. paying off. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we had one that we, we were able to hire and he said, look, you know, you guys flew me here. I had, a, I've got another interview set up for tomorrow or whatever. Before he left that day, we made him an offer. And he said, I'm not even gonna talk to the other guys. It's, you know, wow. we had shown him that this is the kind of place he wants to be.
1: That's cool. I was gonna ask you what, you know, what they drive in on their own or they uh, find, that's, cool. that's, that's like recruiting company. right there. That's old, that's real yeah. recruiting. That's like, yeah.
2: yeah. Part of our big culture shift is making sure we're implementing, like you see it in our core values, or mission and our vision statement is, it's our team, our customers and our company. And it's, it's in that order. And we obviously say like, your, your wants and needs don't come over other people's, but it's, we will take care of you. And we have these expectations, but you can know we're gonna take care of you. So yeah. we start from the beginning.
1: That's great. So how long have you, I mean, how many techs have you been able to, to do that with? Um,
3: Three, four. Wow. Oh, um, yeah, four from out of state. That's just been in the last month. Uh, some yeah. of those on the commercial side, some of them uh, yeah. on two, I think you got two and I got
0: two. two. I got yeah. it. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Dynamic Air Quality Solutions manufactures IAQ products based on the science of clean air. Dynamic's clean air defense system products are supported by technical and communication IAQ training that is second to none in the industry. For more information on how to get your team confident in communicating IAQ challenges and solutions on every call, email Michelle Hogan at mhogan at
1: dynamicaqs.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Chris Travis, owner of Travis Electrical Service, along with his service manager, Reagan Thomas. Uh, Travis Electrical Service is a reminder just outside of Nashville and wonderful Clarksville, Tennessee. So far we've learned uh, Chris and Reagan's backgrounds, including how they came to work with one another. Uh, They also shared some of the struggles that they had overcome when the two of their top producing electricians left unexpectedly. Uh, And they also explained how that departure made them rethink their recruiting, their interviewing, and really just their whole reason for being in business. Um, In the second half of this interview, Chris and Reagan will talk about onboarding and training and performance goals and standards, their call center, which they call the Impression Hub, and a whole bunch more. So let's jump back into my conversation with Chris and Reagan of Travis Electrical Service. The natural progression from, uh, from recruiting is onboarding. Um, you know, you guys have very unique. Like you said, you have options, right? You require that they give options. I'm sure you use some kind of a, you know, the the uh, the safety inspection. So how do you, you know, I'm now most of these people you're flying Are they experienced, by the way? They have some, They have to have some kind of electrical experience, right? Yes. So so, but this this process that that you know you expect to so that you can deliver this high high service that yeah. so you can get the you know the, the dollars mm-hmm. that you want. How do you? How, I mean, it's like, it's part of the it's part so, of the rest. So what's your onboarding like then to so get okay. people on board
2: with that? Again, going back to SGI, like you guys provide the PowerPoint. We made it our own. Um, sure. the mission onboarding booklet, we made it our own, just implemented our stuff in there. And what what they do is they ride along for a couple of days and then I take them and I do the um the onboarding presentation. I have it there, I go over it with them. We watch all the videos for um, you know, building a successful team, then we do the six steps to Service all the you know the rest of the stuff for the tech. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And it's funny because now like you know when I say okay we're doing your training today all the guys are like oh good luck you know because. <laughs> but it sets the baseline so sure. that they, and then they'll ride along and then you know for you know the experienced tech they'll ride along for about two to three weeks. Uh-huh. If i determine they need to be more than will but then then I bring them in and we do scenarios and we do role play training and okay. I their options one-on-one so they can ask their questions. I'm the great customer, I'm the terrible customer, you know, I make them present to me. And then we'll do where they're in their van and I'll ride along with them for about two to three days as their helper. Yeah. Just as, you know, that person to help them out.
1: That's great. Okay, so how long, so you said, how long is that process typically for someone with some electrical experience? It just varies dramatically?
2: It varies, I'd say, you know, you know a month minimum
3: okay um, yeah that's for a pretty experienced guy we're going we're not going to put him in a van for probably a month right mm-hmm. less right less experience might take a little more time yeah okay now
1: your helpers are they mostly like local younger people or looking to just get into it i mean I'm assuming that that's accurate mm-hmm. okay yeah
2: we have um his son is one okay. and he's probably our top helper he's he's great um and then we've got three others uh, one just started yesterday from Utah. He and his family okay. came in. Yeah. And um they're just the people that we see in them, maybe an ability to become a tech, but we need to yeah. teach them technical and and I'll say when it's those helpers that I want to see an event that I'm excited about because they're gonna have a year right. and some of how we do it, you know. And yeah. and it's great.
1: So yeah. So how do you when you when you interview a helper, I mean Gosh, mm-hmm. someone came in from Utah, right? So that's a big commitment from both sides. So um, how do you know that they have the technical aptitude to be able to learn something like electrical? You know, how do you gauge that?
2: Um, well, we do the ride-alongs, one. And two, um, it seems like a basic, but we always reference check, always. Mm-hmm. So if their previous supervisors are saying, you know, they're great, they learn, they can do all this, that's that's fine, um, you know, for the long term, if they can't if you can't, here's how I know. Cause if I can do it, they can do it.
1: <laughs> okay. Honestly,
2: like I can go out there and do the work. Um, if I had a year and two years to get ready for it. Yeah. That's part of the reason also why I went to Ultimate Tech. How long should certain things be taking? Um yeah. what's it look like? And so when I go and sell a job also I can make a material list and know what needs to be done. And obviously run it by my lead and make sure, hey, what am I missing here? But you know, um, yeah. if they do it, they can do it. <laughs> like,
1: right, but but these are for these with with helpers though. So they have your helpers typically have some trade experience, or are you, I mean, you're not, are you getting high school kid, you know, some, right out of high
3: school type kids? Yeah. So Funny. most 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 of them do have experience of of okay. some that they've done. They've been helpers at another company, or they've okay. been a trade school of some type. We understood, we, yeah. They're mechanically inclined, at least. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny you mentioned high schoolers because that's that's our next plan of action. Is that we're we're going to actively be recruiting, and we, we've actually got two sure. that are going to be coming and talk with. Us. One we've already talked with, who's coming on board as soon as he graduates, and then uh, that's that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a huge uh, focus
1: of ours. Uh, yeah yeah well again you're looking for the right people right you hire for the attitude and then <laughs> that's just gonna be more investing though for sure but but you know people do it and it, it does work out in the long haul okay very good all right um all right so we, we covered kind of onboarding the next tra- you know progression is, is training the ongoing training so you said sure, i heard sure. weekly what wednesday meetings that's kind of what's typical for you guys
2: yeah so part of what we do um i'll start with mondays you know and if something crazy pops up, another day but la live is our monday trainings okay. so that training schedule that went out uh, fairly recently and we're just p- pushing through so we're doing that on mondays mm-hmm. um wednesdays is our weekly team meeting so we have everybody come so kaylee and jen from the impression Hub come the warehouse coordinator and our delivery parts person that he and i split they okay. come to the team all the texts. we talk i have them present numbers because i don't i'm trying to help develop them so right. they talk about their KPIs. They talk about how they win, how, won how they lost. We do breakfast that morning too, um, and usually that's just a check-in. There's not a training day. That's just a check-in. Yeah. The alternating days uh, we'll do a technical, and then we always review previous day's calls. So I'll put it up uh, on our screen in our training room, and I just have the text run through each previous day's calls and say, you know, what did you learn from it? You know, look at their options. Look at their making sure things look right. And that's yeah. when they discuss some things that they see that can be helpful. So they kind that's of talk. Great.
1: That's great. That's wonderful. And um, so from training, I always talk, you know, performance and, and goals. And with your, with your, especially your experienced technicians, do you do you give them um, certain? Uh, we you know we expect you to do so much revenue in a week or so much in, the, in a mm-hmm. month or a year. Like what what you mean? Do you have that set for each yeah. technician or is it just company wide yeah. or how do you approach um,
2: that? Yeah so we're we are completely transparent in how we do things yeah. and don't necessarily expect one person to do more than the other our baseline is if you're running a van you do 1500 a day okay. we have an average ticket of $750 goal so 7500 a week um you know sometimes yeah in the 80% closing ratio 25% club yeah. membership but um sometimes they're way over sometimes they're at 12 sometimes they're at 15 Sometimes they're higher. There've been times where sometimes they're lower, like at, you know, 5,400. And, and the important thing is that, you know, I keep running tabulations of what they're doing year, year over, well, year, month over month. So, yeah. um, but we ha- we're very transparent. And like, so if we're ahead of the month, I always have on the board, hey, we got this many working days left in the month, that divided by the number of vans, This is how much money each van has to do. Sometimes it's more than 1500, sometimes it's less. And it was cool because last month, like we hit our goal before the end of the month. So I was like, I mean, technically you guys don't have to do anything, but you do have to do it. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) They get that and they appreciate appreciate that. It's not just heat on high all the time. Sure. Um, It goes back to our culture of like, when we work long hours, we work long hours, but hey, sometimes you guys can take a breather.
1: Yeah, do you guys, are you guys five days a week or you do seven days Mm -hmm. a week or what do you guys do?
2: We're five days a week and we just implemented, Jen, our our experience coordinator, just implemented our on-call schedule. So it's a weekly rotation It is for emergencies. Uh, And so we just implemented that. And I firmly believe that with implementing that, because of how hard they see us working to make sure that they have a great place to work, like they received it really well, like not, so.
1: There wasn't groaning.
2: <laughs> they, they just had questions more than anything. Yeah. Like, so what about this and how does this work? Which were all viable questions, but you know, Jen goes ahead and gets the customer approval ahead of time for the emergency service fee. You know, The tech gets their spiff for going, um, which is a nice SPF. They get a hundred, that emergency service fee, they get a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, they need a helper, they split it with their helper. So uh-huh. um, we try to incentivize the helpers to also as involved as possible
1: sure were you getting a lot of after hours calls is that what where this this, this decision came from or we
2: do get a lot and you know the way that we do that is we right now uh jen insists on all after hours calls go to her work phone and she is like vehemently protective of our customer service so for each after hours call that she books not emergency like it counts as an emergency call if they actually book and go after hours okay after hour call we don't have a, a call service or on-call service um for every call that she books she gets ten dollars okay and so, so like last week she booked six um on calls like just after hours yeah and for her that's great that's extra that's extra money and that's translates awesome for us our average sure. ticket was like eleven hundred dollars so yeah that's great
1: yeah, that's very good. Okay, excellent. Um, you know, just uh, to kind of follow up on on the service side of things, I was looking at some KPIs that Sonia had shared uh and you guys you sell club memberships and you do I think pretty well. I know it's a big it's a big challenge in the electrical space. A lot of people uh struggle with that. So what mm-hmm. uh, what's been the the you know, the key to your success in terms of of getting those sales is it just uh communicating the value in them and believing in them in them with your team or or, or what do you think?
2: For me, I think it's important. Um, will we incentivize it for every club membership that the tech you get $10 cash. Also on Wednesdays, we celebrate $10 cash and $10 for every five-star review you get.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so we incentivize that, but I think more so it goes back to the training because it's their tool. I mean, it, sometimes it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And other times um, we have monthly club promotions, so those club members get, you know, $25 off this or 20, you know, whatever it might be there, it's easy for them to sell it to them.
1: Okay, well, you say that, but a lot of people incentivize and it still doesn't happen. So you guys must be doing something mm-hmm. in your training. I mean, do you just- It's do you gotta really just talk? be training. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, is we talk about it. So they have to write how many clubs they get on the board.
1: Yeah. I and
2: know. it's just maybe it's a little bit of healthy competition
1: maybe so do you build it into your options always like is that is that a required thing that that's is it in all three options or is it two of the options yes. or what's your approach
2: yeah so how we did it prior so with service line or when we were we just switched to service titan which we don't even have to go into all of that but prior to that we were doing everything like on paper invoices so yeah. the option would be you know your best and then they would have a club price and they'd have a a standard price and the way i think maybe that we sell more and, and this isn't necessarily the way sgi wants it is In that price, we always put the whole year's total. We'll sell an annual membership for uh, a little more expensive than a monthly, but we put it in there. So we tell the customer like, you really, there's nothing to lose by letting us be your go-to electrician. And um, we don't tell them that they can cancel after three months or anything like that, but we just know that their satisfaction is our number one priority. So there's nothing that we're gonna do to try and pull one over on them. We just show them, online numbers and then they talk about how we follow up after with a yearly membership
3: and i think a lot of it bob comes back to that we've we got a great team and i mean they're yeah. just they they understand they see the value in it and they they, they want to win they want the company to win they want the customer to win and they you know i think if you're bought into it and you got a great culture then then it's something you don't necessarily have to beat them over the head with that's great, that's great. Uh, I want to pivot and talk about your, uh, now I'm sorry,
1: the, your call center, you call. What is it again? I want to make sure we have it. The active.
2: impression hub. And the yeah, impression that, hub. And Jen named that. I don't have any, she yeah.
1: Did I like it though. I like it. So you guys do happy calls after every call. I heard that when we first started, right? That's great. A lot of people don't do that. So but do you feel like you you uh find little things potentially sometimes that would have otherwise been missed by doing those happy calls? You can kind of uh I mean I know I'm sure yeah. you guys do a great job, but when you talk to someone yeah. then just saying, you know, them filling out a review online.
2: Yeah. Um so Anytime that they have any questions, or anytime that there's maybe something that we missed, or you know, even something as little as you know, someone not little, but you know, they leave their tool or something. Yeah. Uh, we're able to find that, and we're, we're 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 intuitive with how we talk to them. We t- yeah. say you just want to follow up, make sure you receive five star service. So we're always implementing. We want to give you five star service five. So when we send the link, they're more inclined to leave a five star review. Yeah. Um, we don't sit there and say, now, are you 100% satisfied? Are you, there's nothing we could do? Because then it's like, okay, you know, You're but yeah. yeah. But then, you know, I always say when there's an unsatisfied customer, it really is our chance to show not only our customers, but our techs, the yeah. length and to go to, to provide five star amazing service. And it, you know, in the SGI trainings it, they talk about, you can, you should be proud to work where your work because you know your team's gonna, your company's gonna support you. You know that they're gonna be right by the customer, so it removes pressure, right? Yeah. So it gives us a chance to really show them that that we're not just profit, 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 you know. Yeah. yeah. We, we do it, make it right. Even sometimes we'll eat it if a customer like our my checks are really good, we you know, we say CYA all day. We they <laughs> really good And even if the customer um, isn't right, like if somebody no. wants insisted yeah. on a 220 volt uh, outlet for their microwave. and We're like, no, really, you don't need that. But <laughs> we really do it and it turns out obviously, <laughs> but we went back and we swapped it for them because why yeah. would they you know. That's
1: so why you price yourself the way you do?
2: Well, we do, and and you know, they may think now they trust us to know, okay, like we really listen to us when we say you don't need a 220 volt.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And now we're yeah. gonna run the power for their shed. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you don't lose that customer, and then you don't get that bad word of mouth stuff that that get, that gets out
2: there.
1: Mm. That's great. Now you also said you're, uh, they they also do a great job in following up with gold dust. I love that word, and I don't think enough people do that. So how what's their process for following up on potentially unsold work or or you know tickets that weren't completely maximized? You know there stuff mm-hmm. left. So what's what's that? How does that work?
2: So there uh again going back to y'all the, the gold dust, there's a training um on the hub that Missy does that talks about gold dust and Jen handles that she implements it so we have like a the happy check was we follow up and ask any questions, you know. Yeah. And then three days later we follow up on any unsold calls, especially like service service fee only. Yeah. Um and then at a week we call back in and then at two weeks we send a postcard. So okay. And a postcard and just say, you know, hey, we got you here. And then I, I believe, and sh- I really should know this, but I think at like a month, then we follow back up with a phone call just to. That's see. great. That's a
1: lot of management, though, of following. But I'm, yeah. but I'm sure it's un- uncovered a lot of uh, a lot of revenue over that time.
2: It really has, and they just got a great process.
1: Mm-hmm. She's,
3: she's a rock star.
1: Is she incentive? I mean, people are going to ask, are they incentivized to, you know, to, 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 do, to do that? Or is it just part of the job and she expects that?
2: Um. So Jen, here's, she is an enigma. Um, I always ask people, like, how are you motivated? And because yeah. that's important. So she gets, you know, $10 for every after hours call she books. She gets $50 for every emergency call that happens because she kind of handles yeah. a lot. Um, she is so motivated by teamwork and by mm-hmm. helping be a team player that when she gets a dust call for her team she knows how that contributes to them and to the team and mm-hmm. literally saying when we're asking these questions on what what makes people tick yeah it's super important to know that um i've tried to incentivize it's, not, she it's cares. now
1: what it drives her that's that's
2: that's what drives her is is the team and recognition for that
1: yeah um you know I don't know if you guys aren't, you don't utilize culture index, do you? you? You don't use that. No,
2: but I should say one more thing about incentivizing. Yeah. Um, in terms of happy checks and reviews. Yeah. We do pay $10 for every review to, and it can it works for us though, to the tech, to the helper if they're on it. Yeah. And then impression hub. So. Okay. And Jen also get that because they're part of the impression. So, sure. so another.
3: That's yeah cool often i'm out in the community and um people that i've known for years or business contacts or or like are new people that you know my, my wife's in the rotary here and we we recently knew yeah. new contacts there who became new customers and every time i see these people they say jen is amazing he the, the guy literally said sometimes i call your office just to talk to jen
2: yeah. <laughs> i will walk in the impression hub and she's just talking and i'll be like you know i'm a i'm task and i'm like her yeah. to get off the phone and i'm like looking at her like get off the phone and she'll dead stare at me and be like and she's joking because she she has she's an expert at. It. she'll just look and be like well do you have any more questions i've got the time and i'm like <laughs> but she, you know she's just so it's good a-
1: Sounds like a really good uh, environment. You guys have, have, have done a good job in, in picking people and in making sure they fit. And, and that's why I was gonna ask you. I mean, about the culture index thing, because I you, you talk yes. about what drives people. So I didn't know if you guys have utilized that or, or if not, how no. have you figured out what drives
3: people? What what are you doing?
1: You're Is there advice
3: people. you can give to other yeah. members? I gotta give Reagan all the credit there. She's she's really good at asking questions. I mean, in fact now when even when i'm interviewing we we interview as a team no matter who who we're bringing on board yeah a a commercial helper that's going to be on a job site that she's never going to see i want her in that interview with me because she's so good at at intuitive reading those people um back to culture index no I, i when we talked about that at a recent expo i've got notes on that and that's one of those things that that we probably do need to look into that we haven't we haven't had the chance to get into yet? Oh no, I mean
1: it's it's a it's a significant investment, but I what you're talking about is a lot of the stuff that that, mm. that will help you with just figuring out what motivates people, right? Seat in the right bus, you know. I know John's big into it.
2: Um, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we we look at things on the hub. We've done the working genius just to see like internally. Um, again, I force my team to do things that makes them uncomfortable, like taking quizzes and rating what they like or don't like um I make th- like part of the culture like they <laughs> I'll go to jobs sometimes and just take pictures of them and they can't stand it but they laugh about it and now <laughs> start putting pictures they'll take pictures of themselves on their debris or of each other and Jen posts them like in the impression hub like oh, we okay. people who sell the most club memberships in a month Jen makes them put on a, a shiny glove <laughs> like she just we, they, they say they have to wear a glove but you know fun and make we you make, make it people fun. laugh at themselves.
1: Yeah. That's great. That's really cool. All right. Well I'm we need to I, I <laughs> I'm taking an hour of your time. I want to start wrapping up a little bit. Um before I gotta ask if Sonia made me she's gonna get mad at me if I don't ask. So the 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 new trucks she said you guys got some cool wraps and I and I think I saw briefly online before I hopped on yeah. for our call. What are you guys doing with that and and kind of share with everyone
3: so the idea started um, back from my, my roots in the fire department, I wanted to do a, uh, I wanted to do a wrap that, that honored firefighters. And uh, so that was our first one that we did. And we, we wrapped it with, uh, you know, cool fire graphics and everything and went down to my, my old buddies uh, at the fire headquarters and got them, we took them cookies and all that and got them, you know, we got pictures and said, Hey, you know, this is, this is just to honor you guys. And um, now it's, it's a thing and, it, and I don't know, um, I don't know how far we'll take it, but we're having yeah. a lot of it and it's getting a lot of, a lot of good feedback. So the next one we did, we did a tribute to our local police officers, you know, obviously there's a lot, a lot of uh, media charged, you know, dialogue around, around police officers, especially the yeah. last couple, we wanted to show our support for our local officers. We did the same thing with that. Um uh, The, uh, the, Next one was um, our military. I mentioned that we were right here at Fort Campbell. Oh yeah, a lot of friends who are uh, in the uh, uh, special operations community, and, and also just at, that are in the 101st Airborne. But a lot of contacts there. We wanted to honor them. We we also took that that opportunity to uh, um, address folds of honor. Uh, mm-hmm. We've we we included folds on our on that, that van and uh you know we 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 are supporting them as well the most well not the, the most recent we just did we just literally got it in yesterday yeah. is, the, is honoring educators our local teachers oh teacher. cool they've had a they've had a, a, they've a of it here in the last two years yeah so my, my wife has been in education for for 20-ish years uh and uh, so we wanted to we wanted to honor honor them teachers have a, have a terribly hard job yeah. Um, oh, Hey, you know, you, you started out in that path, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I found out that path was, it was too hard for me. I needed not something. Yeah. To so, <laughs> uh, and then the, 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 uh, previous one that we just did before the educators is, is to honor our line workers, our linemen. Yeah. Uh, good relationship with our, with our local power companies. Cool. And we, there was a, uh, I have a personal friend of mine whose whose dad was a lineman for for ever and ever, who actually passed away a couple of years ago, mm. and we were able to get a picture of him actually climbing a pole and doing some work at the top of the pole, and, and that that picture is on our van. That's and cool. It, we did the, his name and, and his and his um, date of birth, date of death, and and just honored him and our local line workers, and and you'd be surprised we see. We get a lot of traction. See, people say, "Man, I saw I saw your van with Bob on it. That was so awesome!" And
1: yeah, so
3: it's just something we want to do. It, you know, it, yes, it, it is. We do get some we do get some some perks and some recognition from it. But it's sure. just saying, "Hey, thanks for your service." Um, yeah. You know, we love. I love doing that, and we'll we'll probably just continue that. There there's there are plenty of people to recognize and, and honor.
1: Yeah, what's well, part of it's again? It's part of your culture. Of what you value, you know, and and your your. Putting yourself out there and, and investing in that by showing that—that's great. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, just, just kind of in wrapping up, what do you guys see is as, as the future of the business over the next five or five or ten years? What do you have? Oh, so
3: uh... funny
2: that you asked.
3: Uh-oh. We might happen to have uh, our our. Uh... Oh, So. Nice. We've been, uh, so...
2: SGI yeah, Reagan sure. and
3: uh, also our our bookkeeper slash and she's in progress of being changed over to an administrative manager Shannon Jones uh, she's most a lot of SGI folks will know her she comes to the expo with us when she can um, that's a, the the three of us comprise what our leadership team uh, mm-hmm. recently my wife into that mix she's probably going to be getting out of education at some point in the near future and, and mm-hmm. very getting her involved here but um, We've we've been working uh, as a team to to lay out our our three and five year goals. We've got cool. a we've got our org chart built for our, as it stands currently, and then a three year chart and a five year chart. So, uh, okay. big, big big plans for us uh, in the next three to five years.
2: So yeah. we need a service manager for the electrical side. We want to add HVAC. Cool. Next, um, yeah. So your strategic planning podcast with Ryan and Patty and Brent, that yeah. helpful. Um, oh, good. You know, we're we're expanding in both sides.
1: That's great. That's wonderful to hear. Fantastic. All right, and and I guess just my last uh, last question would be, you know, for those SGI members that maybe are new or are newer and struggling and not sure what to do, what any advice you know you might give give for them to, to get them moving in the right direction.
3: I'll start, and I'll let Reagan get more into the weeds of it probably. But I'll just say, and I always tell people, um, you know, my my background not being residential service work, and you know, just starting this as a division, we're we're really the new kids on the block. But yeah, SGI has been absolutely invaluable, um, and there's there's no way we would be here where we are today without that. And I mean, yeah, I, and I know, you know, I, I look at the I look at the companies out there, the guys that we that we look up to they're in those you know tens of millions or, or you know hundreds of millions or wherever they are and and I know that we're going to get there because of we can follow the same path that they followed yeah. um, it's all laid out there and it's going to take a, hard, a lot of hard work but you know I'll just tell you we're I'm looking at our five year chart right here and uh, our plan in five years is between uh, service we're going to be you know right at five million and on my side we're going to be about seven million so we're looking at a twelve million dollar company in about five That's years awesome. and, I, and I honestly think it'll happen before that yeah um, but SGI is worth every penny it's worth the investment I don't even I, honestly since the day we signed up I don't even think about the money I, I never think wow that that is that you know it's it's just a no brainer yeah uh, but you have got to implement it you got to right you have and you and i think it's also important to strat, to plan and strategize um, i'll tell you i, I didn't get and i don't know we need to wrap up i didn't get to Oh i no. your time's
1: more valuable than mine so i i just i feel bad keeping you so
3: you take his No no, no. Time. we're we're good I, I wanted to say that you know in that in that 2019 when we, we lost those two techs in that in that short amount of time Reagan and I sat down um, during that during that rebuilding year of 20 and we said, and we laid out our goals very strategically and very specifically. We actually created a document that we called Operation Dominate Clarksville, and it's just a document. <laughs> that's great. And we said, "What's you know where do you want to be?" And, and her goal was that's awesome. Six trucks on the road at the end of the, uh, at the end of 2021. Well, wow. I'm saying we we and, and at that time we had two. Yeah. Okay. We four. We added four trucks this year. Um. We're, that, that sixth was was that tech is hired in December. Probably won't hit the road till first of January. But I told her we're counting that.
1: that so, yeah, that's right. That's right.
3: It was very specific and very strategic. And we said, okay, to get this this month, we have to do this, and this month we have to do this. Yeah. If you don't get the time to sit and plan, you, you'll you'll never get there. It, it doesn't happen automatically. You you have to put it on paper and make it happen. I love it.
1: That's good. That's really good stuff. Regan, what, what, what do you have to say? We need general advice. Uh,
2: planning, um, for sure. Um, listen to your coach and, and oh man, be with them. Um, do the things that I would say may feel uncomfortable in the moment because you might be working with some like old school text that, ah, what is this? Whatever, you know, do the things that make you feel uncomfortable in the moment because it'll pan out in in the future so the training it may seem cheesy but just do it (laughs) not because it works Um, and one of the things that i want to do is get my guys like we want to do trainings here so talking to sonia and and brandon about um getting them here to do trainings for my techs and inviting other people to come and that's neat yeah
3: we're at the end of a of a uh renovation in our office, and we just built a new 16 1,700-square-foot training room. Uh, oh, wow. Hopefully, we'll be able to show off soon. Uh, That's but, cool. Yeah, but we're, we're, we fully intend to, to host some training here. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That, that idea of
1: being uncomfortable is that something you preach to your to your texts as well? I mean, is that there's that beyond just what you tell yourself? It's okay to be uncomfortable. Do you tell them, hey, it's okay? To yeah, be uncomfortable.
2: I think and enough force them to be because I.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't ask, you force. I like okay.
2: And and it's in a way where it's like friendly and and whatever. And I think I've proven to them over time like I will do the exact same thing I ask of you to do or I will show up and bring you what you need to have or whatever and I listen to them when they have input and what they need to do a better job on the, on their technical side but by doing that and supporting them in that sense it gives me leverage to say I need you to present it like this and I need you to be like this and I need you to smile for a picture and I need you to take care of the in like whatever fluff literally we say where's your fluff like when they're right but don't just say run a circuit i want to know fluff it up let terminate the circuit in the panel run flex or run conduit over here make it sound hard it! and i always tell them like don't um, shortcut yourself and when you do stuff at home write up invoices for your spouse and let them know what you're worth like come on (laughs) like it's not an easy job
1: no, that's great. That's great. That's, I, that's gotta be a first uh, in 20 years I've ever heard writing up.
2: Oh news. my gosh, all the time. I'm like, oh, so what did you do this weekend? Uh-huh, cool. So how much was that <laughs> Like, are you running, keeping a tab? Like,
1: right. You know, and, and, and can they, can they collect? That's up. what I want to know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, bump <laughs> them up to know, like what you do is not an easy job. And, yeah. and I let them poke fun at me for, you know, stuff I do around my house. I'll tell them about it and tell them how long it took me. You know, they get that's a, out of it, and you know,
1: whatever that sounds really neat. Sounds like you guys got a real fun and fun environment at, at, at the company. That's that's
2: <laughs> we try, <laughs> we, have, we have fun sometimes,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, just very, it, very, very last thing is there anything I, I didn't ask you guys about that you feel like you want to mention or or bring up before we, we wrap this up? We covered a lot,
3: I think we covered a lot, yeah. We, uh, no, I don't know, we're we're. We're just really happy we're, we love, we love uh, SGI. We really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, we we uh, appreciate you inviting us to be on. We're honored. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, We're just, like I said, we're the, we're kind of the new kids on the block and, and yeah. kind of started in this, but.
2: Um, I'll say this, get on a tag call. Yeah. And weekly call with your coach, do that. And that's also a game changer and that's, that's it.
1: That's a good one. All right, well, good stuff. All right, Reagan, Chris, thank you so much for all your time today. I know I said 60 minutes, but, you know, I couldn't stop. You guys were going. You're doing too good. So, But, no, I really, really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to, to talking to you guys soon, and have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Bob. See ya. Oh, thank you. Take care. That's Chris Travis and Reagan Thomas of Travis Electrical Service in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchen at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from NAVAC. NAVAC
0: is a global manufacturer and is dedicated over 25 years to the production of vacuum pumps, recovery solutions, and HVAC tools. NAVAC draws upon its commitment to technical innovation, customer service, and R&D investment to develop tools that deliver efficiency, accuracy, and ease of use in the real world. Visit www.navacglobal.com for more information. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group-buying power along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.